0: For those of you who've never met me before, uh, my name is Chris Kimmons, and together with Nick, we have the uh, pleasure and privilege of trying desperately to lead this place. We do our best, what can I say? Uh, Very, very warm welcome, particularly if you're visiting. Um, I'm not talking for long this morning. Oh, oh, just the one, just the one. I thought I'd leave the gap so you didn't miss the next thing I was gonna say, but um, funnily enough, it's Easter Day. I thought I should probably talk a little bit about Jesus. That makes a bit of sense, right? It is Easter after all. It isn't just about eggs, it turns out. Um, I speak to a number of people, and in some, some circumstances, Jesus will come up in a conversation, especially when people find out what you do. Oh, you're a vicar. Well, yeah, 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 I guess kind of a vicar. But I know as soon as I say the word vicar, a stereotype immediately emerges in their head. So I know I'm onto something when they say, you don't look like a vicar. Okay, I'll I'll take that. That'll do. That'll do for now. But he he was a fascinating figure. Even if you think, oh, well, I'm not really sure what I think of him. Was he the son of God? Those kind of questions. He was a fascinating figure. He lived 2,000 years ago and was probably, arguably, one of the most influential people that ever lived. He's made it into numerous people who don't believe in him, whatever that means. We could discuss that further. They've even made it He has even made it into their swearing vocabulary. It's incredible, Jesus. The number of people that say that, and you think, that's really really odd, why do you say that? I've never heard anyone go, oh, Buddha. I've never heard anyone do it. It's such an odd thing. Where people say, oh, I don't really know what I think of this, Jesus. Well, he's managed to make it into your swearing vocab. In fact, a few weeks ago, we were out praying for someone on the streets, got video to show you this morning, which is fun. A few weeks ago we were out there and we prayed for someone and they're not in any way churched, which is wonderful because they, no, they have no idea how to respond when you pray for them in some way and then they experience some healing. And this guy went, Jesus! I thought, uh-huh. <laughs> well done you! You're a step ahead of most. Um, so, um, the fact that Jesus lived is pretty inarguable. All kinds of people, whatever your faith of all faith and none there is little argument that jesus actually lived okay but there is a lot of debate over why did jesus come and live on earth who was jesus exactly and why did he come and live jesus made it pretty clear thankfully he answers a lot of these questions and the main thing that jesus did was he came to show what father god is like that's what jesus came to do he came to show what father is like okay so yes he died he did all those things as well he healed some people yeah but his predominant aim was to come to show what the father is like and this is the crux of it i get this so often oh you're religious people say to me no i'm not i say but you must be they say you're a vicar (laughs) yes this is where we need to slightly dismantle vicar Religion is not what Jesus came to establish. He did not come with the aim of, I'm setting up a movement, I'm going to call it Christianity. That was never his intention, never his aim. He arguably wasn't even the first Christian. Because it means to be like Christ. So he wasn't even the first one. This is what he came to do, not to establish a religion but to restore relationship. And if you take nothing else from the next 10 minutes, then please remember, he came to restore relationship and not establish a religion. I've led, many of you probably will have been on Alpha courses or heard of an Alpha course, and it's like, uh, how many weeks is it? 10, 11, 12, it varies. Uh, It's a little introduction really to the Christian faith. And people could go, they go on this little course and you learn all kinds of things on there. And I've led a few of them, And I always say this, and I say it pretty much every week, doesn't matter what the subject is that week in Alpha, I say this. Please remember, this is not about religion, it's about relationship. And sometimes I switch out religion for rules, still alliterate, I'm still happy with it. It's not about rules, it's about relationship. What do you mean? You'll see, it's not about religion. You're not here to learn about a religion. If you're here to learn about Christianity, then frankly we've failed. Because we're not interested in teaching people a religion. So the point is, thanks Herbs, Father <laughs> Father God. That's 20 quid that just cost me. <laughs> Father, Father God is absolutely desperate for a relationship with us. With you. Desperate. And you can read the Bible or hear bits of the Bible and think that actually, as far as I understood it, the Bible is all about things you're not allowed to do. That's what so many people hear. But it simply isn't true. All you need to do is, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a, a clue how to start. You open, the, you open the very front of a Bible if you've got one. For a start, you buy one that hasn't got theirs, these and nows, unless you particularly love them and they float your boat. But if you want to understand it, buy what, a bit, bit of a more modern one. Open up the very front cover, it's called a contents page, go to where it says Mark and then just go and read and say, I want to find out what Jesus is like, because you can see he's written about in those pages. So what Jesus did, everything he did was trying to show what the Father was like. In fact, Philip, one of his crew, one of his disciples, he said, well, why don't you show us the Father? And then Jesus said, what? My translation. It's better than McFly, which I would have done, for those who remember that film. He said, what? You've been with me all this time, and yet you don't know what the Father's like? No, Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I am an exact representation of the Father. So how can you say that? He actually says to him, how can you say that? You're missing it. So this is what often happens. I do battle with people's understanding of religion means that religion requires something of you. Religion requires, it demands, you have to work, you have to strive. However much Bible reading you do, you have to read a bit more. However many people you talk to, About God, you need to talk to some more. However, many old ladies you help across the road, it's always got to be one more. It's never enough. That is what religion does it drives you. It doesn't lead you from in front, it drives you from behind. You are driven. It ties in beautifully with our insecurities and various issues that we all have, all the baggage that we all have. I must be better. In order to earn God's favour, in order to, for him to like me. God puts that very clearly out there and says, actually, I think you'll find that your efforts at trying to be good enough for me are like filthy rags. Filthy rags, just yucky. You know those ones you find under the sink that have actually started to go brown? Those ones. And then you smell them and you nearly pass out. Yeah, that, even, even worse than that. God says, your efforts to try and be good enough for me are like that. You never, the standard is up there. So people say, another thing, Christians, oh yeah, they're people who try to be good. Oh, well, I'm a good person, I'm a Christian, I'm a good person. Can I ask this one question, which is, I always ask when someone, I rarely argue with people, I just there's it's no point. But if people, if we are in a bit of a discussion, they say, well, I'm good. I say, oh, that's brilliant, great, I'm so glad you're good. Can I ask, Who are you comparing yourself with? For you to get your good grade that you've given yourself, who are you comparing yourself with? And this is the thing. So God knows that his standard is sort of way up there, but he also says, but I've just come to make a way that, and that's what he says all about, I've come to make a way that it's entirely possible. We We can be friends. You haven't got to work for me. You haven't got to try to please me. You haven't got to spend your life ducking me. You haven't got to spend your life every time you want any kind of drink or you want to do the um, national lottery or something. You don't have to like point, go, God, what's that? And then quickly do something behind his back. That's not how it works. If you're trying to do things behind God's back, then I must introduce you to him because you clearly are not clear on who he is. He just wants to lavish his love upon you. That is it. He is relentless. He is coming after you. We say that often here, thanks to Eugene Peterson or what Eugene Peterson's son said at Eugene Peterson's funeral. He is for us. He is coming after us. He is relentless. God is relentless in his pursuit of us, in his pursuit of you. But Chris, you don't know what I've done in my past. I don't know what you've done in your past. But I do know that that's not, that's not Father God's priority with you. To be honest, he just, he just wants to hold you. He wants you to know you're okay. He wants you to know you're exceedingly loved. We've been going out on the streets, doing some healing on the streets. Um, it's been talked about quite a bit. Uh, we did some training a few weeks ago, uh, and then we've been going out on the streets. And we went out yesterday yesterday, This is a guy we prayed for. His name was Will. I'll show you a little video of him in a minute. And some of you might think, well, this is pretty far-fetched. But you can see there, he had sat on a chair. He came to us complaining of back pain. And so we got him to sit on a chair, put his pelvis tightly back into the chair, and we held his legs up and said, well, did you realise your legs are different lengths? Oh, yeah, I have been told that before. Yeah. He said, yeah, they were talking about possibly... Um, putting some um, supports in my shoes and things like that to try and build them up. Yeah, we know, I know they're different lengths. So he said, oh, well, do you mind if we just try praying your leg out so it's the same length, if you like? Okay, we'll do that. So Herbs, Herbs and I were there, and then that happened. Now, I'm naturally quite cynical, okay? So I did check to him, your boot hasn't slid slightly, has it? He said, I haven't moved. He was totally freaked out in fact at one point where his right leg was shorter if you really do want to be freaked out where his right leg was shorter he put his legs down on the ground We lifted them back up again pushed his pelvis back his right leg was now longer I know that was weird so um, we prayed again and said no no we'll have them the same please Uh, so we did that now what I love about this guy I'm about to show you a video of him and we said to him afterwards do you mind if we film you What I love, he has absolutely no framework for God, for Jesus, for miracles, for healing. He hasn't got the language. All of this I love. It's great. This isn't a bad thing. This is a great thing. So he has got no comprehension of what's going on. No idea at all. All he knows is he's got back pain and he comes and sits in a chair and he thinks, you know, I've had back pain for years. This is worth the risk. "Uh, Yeah, do do whatever. You're not going to hurt me, are you? No, we're not going to hurt you. Oh, yeah, do what you like then. Because frankly, I'm that desperate that I would just love to be rid of this back pain. So we've got the brother here. Um, He came over uh, because he's had a bad back for quite a uh, time. So he's just going to tell you about uh, what's happened. You've cured it, basically. You've got rid of mild pain. How long have you had pain for? I'm 59 now. I've had it since I was 25. Wow. Just an aching back. Just aches all the time. And you're feeling no aching whatsoever? I ain't got a pain, I ain't got an ache in me at the moment, no. No. Normally I stand here, oh dear, you know, I'm fine at the moment. That's amazing. What happened to your legs? Sorry? What happened to your legs? Well, one grew longer than the other. (laughs) You've you've actually done (laughs) something to me. And it's, I feel fine, honestly, I feel fine. I'm standing there with no pain whatsoever. have that scientific brain too thinking how how can that possibly have happened but after a while you see enough of it happen that you just to some extent give up trying to understand and say do you know what it must just be God because if not the most you you need to hang out with me because the most extraordinary coincidence is following me wherever I go if not it must be it must be a God thing and I don't, he doesn't understand it. Herbs and I were there. We don't really understand it. We don't quite know what happened. Some people think, oh, well, you must have some kind of magic. We're like, don't look at us. We're just willing to like pray. We, we say to people, we're just trying. We're just practicing this thing. But the point is this. I'll leave that to just freak you out for a bit. But the point is this. Did you see that there was nothing about religion in there? There was nothing about Christianity in there. We weren't trying to sign him up for something. God wasn't trying to sign him up for anything. All we did was we just prayed and we loved him. We just simply loved him. We knew that as we spoke to him, we thought, well, God, we know God doesn't want you like this because that's not the way God is. How do we know how God is? Because he shows you how he is. You can read in the Bible how he is. You can encounter him. You can experience him. We know how he is. And we know that this guy has, has just been potentially, relieved of some symptoms, let's say that rather than healed, relieved of some symptoms that he's experienced for 34 years. Isn't that amazing? Absolutely incredible. It was great. And there are plenty of other people prayed for um, and all that sort of thing. So in a minute, six people are going to get into there. It's tropical. It is lovely in there, I have to say. I may not get out at the end. We put it up to its maximum temperature, 40 degrees. It's very, very nice. Ian Witt said that it is available for hire at the end, 15 quid for five minutes. <laughs> uh, all we'd ask is that there's no skinny dipping, that's all we'd... A bit awkward, kids will be around, that sort of thing. But there are about, I think, as far as I know, six people going in there, and it's just a symbolism thing. There's nothing magic about the water, believe me, there's nothing magic about the water. Uh, It's warm, that feels magical, but other than that, it's warmer than the sea when we go in the sea. All it is is people saying, Yeah, I, I, I don't know much about God, but I, yeah, all of me in return for all of him forever. That sounds like a great deal, right? So that's just symbolic of me wanting to follow him. So, what's going to happen in a minute? Charlotte's going to just come up and take us through that next bit. We've got a camera up there, that'll film on there, that'll appear up there, and people will tell their stories. We'll get them in. We do have a slight challenge, and that is the water is quite near the top. So it's going to be like baptism in slow motion, okay? Because in the sea, frankly, if anyone, if anyone hasn't been baptized, I apologize, because you now won't want to be, we shove them down. <laughs> like Normally, like, with that face. Because actually in the sea, when you've got, I just I'd I'll just, I'll share this with you. When you've got lots of water, the harder you push them down, the more they ping back up. And it really, really helps. In there, it's going to be like a. And we're going. Okay. Um, so, anyway, we're going to quickly pray and then Charlotte's going to come up. And close your eyes if you want to, whatever you want to do. Father God, we thank you that your love for us is extraordinary, it is relentless. I thank you that you are good. We know not everything that happens in this world is good but we also know that not everything happens in this world is in any way your fault because you are good. You are a good, good dad, a good father. And I thank you, Father, that every person in here is being pursued by you. It's like you're, you're just knocking saying, I'm here. I would love to have more of a relationship with you. I would love for you to get to know me better. I would love for us to hang out more. Thank you, Lord. men. Thanks for listening to our podcast today and we hope you enjoyed it. For more information, visit ashfordvineyard.org or maybe drop into something if you're nearby. In the meantime, have a great week and know just how loved you are.